everyone, I'm Ryan, and this is Week Notes from Instill. Instill are a product-focused technology company delivering software, training, and consultancy services worldwide. Today we're talking about product, and I'm joined by product manager Emma and software engineer Aaron. Oh, it's all about product management, is it? <laughs> I can fill in this. I'm currently reading an Excel spreadsheet, so... Here I'm already halfway there. Oh, oh, oh. that's that's harsh. <laughs> that's that's harsh. That's harsh. I've got an Excel sheet. That product. Oh my god. <laughs> we all we always say tease Richard about just filling in spreadsheets all day. It's not. It's not meant as a serious thing. Sorry. No, no. It's uh, there's a, there's there's more than a grain of truth. <laughs> I think all product yeah. managers love a good spreadsheet and in fact almost all products can be reduced to a spreadsheet. Yeah. I applaud anybody who can use Excel in a in a good way. Like I remember using it like even in final year in uni and stuff, I think we had to use a wee bit of it and I was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I we should probably move on and talk about something. Okay. Yeah. Shouldn't we? Let's pick something from the list. I'm going to look at the list again. Hold on. Oh, it does mention Richard Scott. Some talking points here, which is... (laughs) (laughs) I guess, yeah, are pretty centric to how Instill has changed and stuff. I can't really comment on, unfortunately. I'm kind of not that interested in all the past. Let's talk about the future. So we're we're reorientating ourselves to be a product-focused engineering company. Yeah. So... Let's ask the biggest question of all. Emma, what on earth is product management? What is product management? Begin with an easy question, you know. I can I can give you the the official uh, the official line. So product management is solving a user problem in a feasible, valuable, like usable way. Intersection of design and technology and business. So so yeah, it's essentially it's moving from a you know, deliver software to a help focus on the user and the problem and define the solution. That's where we're kind of moving towards. So that's why we've added design, we've added product. We kind of want to partner with companies so that we do more of the discovery and we can kind of help define what it is we're delivering. And then also kind of test as we go. I've kind of gone from what's product management to what's the install proposition, which is slightly, no, slightly new stuff. It made sense to me. I've always struggled to put a finger on what exactly product management is, even though I've kind of been circling around it for the last 10 years or more. You know, we had product managers back in the late 2000s doing stuff and they were amazing, but you kind of put a finger on what actually they did. And, you know, it's almost like, I guess, a bit like herding cats. A little bit. It's kind of like a Jill of all trades and master of none. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you basically coordinate all the actually talented people and help orchestrate it into something well, that's actually a good analogy, isn't it? But you can be the conductor yeah. of an orchestra and every single person there is ridiculously skilled at a specific thing. Um, but actually, when it all comes together under one kind of set of directions, that's when you actually get an amazing output. Yeah. So I, I had a f- enough fight. It was, well, there, was, there was alcohol involved. Uh-oh. But at Kotlin Conf last year, Eamon and I sat uh, in the bar late at night I, I I think it was me mostly. I basically shouted at somebody for about an hour about the idea that I don't think a technical architect should be a contractor. So uh, you know the person who architects your product, I was I was arguing, needs to be bought into that product. So the idea that they're just a contractor that flies in and flies out when they get a better contract is is a I thought a terrible thing. 
at the time. I've probably reconsidered that. On a similar note for product management, is it right for product management to be done by like a third party? Are are we going to be going into companies offering services as software development or software consulting? And are we going to be the lead product manager for those people? Are you going to be working with their product managers? It's it's more the, the latter. So we want to partner to help facilitate their thought processes and their, so it's not kind of, we bring a product skill set and we magically tell you what to do. It's like we can bring facilitation skills and partner with you so that like you mm-hmm. can then basically think through your own processes and through that partnership, then we kind of come up with an idea and deliver against it. But also, yes, we, we want to be able to partner with people, them to have their own product managers. We can also train like shadow and people can shadow us on the project and therefore we kind of get them set up formulate what you want to deliver start delivering it as a partner and then they can kind of take it on afterwards because the thing about a product that's very different from a project is it doesn't really have an end date you know what i mean you kind of mm. give birth to the baby and then you gotta look after the baby <laughs> it's not yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um... i can view it as like i can definitely see it as more collaborative thing you probably had a good point there whenever you were drunk and arguing that the contractor shouldn't just you know come in and then wave goodbye whenever his job's done. Like it, it probably should be done, you know, like uh, iteratively, like the agile process. Yeah, there's a there's a kind of a parallel I think between sort of the technical leadership that you get from the technical. Assuming there is a, that the technical architect is the person who who kind of leads but doesn't necessarily do all the design work with along with the product management type aspect where you know you you really are responsible for nothing and everything at the same time i guess you know you don't do anything um but you're responsible for making sure that the product gets delivered correctly so so to to do that properly i think you need to have a degree of commitment there is a view isn't there that the the product manager is the ceo of the product i've seen that quote around and lots of people (laughs) criticize it like do you mean as a like be all end all like yeah buck stops here type yeah scenario they have the final say there's um i i think what that's supposed to emphasize is the fact that you need to make decisions fast so it was to kind of direct this kind of old school thing of having to go to committees and like you know like decisions made over longer periods of time by like higher up people so as part of agile you have an empowered team and the team is supposed to have all the skills they need but also the authority to make decisions and move fast and so therefore if you're kind of setting the direction of that team maybe that's there where you're like the ceo aspect but actually, I prefer the phrase that's used as well, which is servant leader. Do you know what I mean? So my job is basically to enable everyone else to be able to do their job and to kind of clear the pathway for everyone and to coordinate people, facilitate them to help um, come to good decisions. Because the whole team owns the product, the whole team works together, the whole team can make decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the dog, by the way, <laughs> scratching them. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say there was a rogue question thrown in there about pizza toppings, which I, I think is oh. too controversial when you start those topics of conversation, right? That's, where's the pizza toppings? Does pineapple have a place on pizza? Oh, oh dear. Right. Well, I don't know. I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to start that topic? I think pineapple does have a place on pizza. Yeah. Uh, I quite like pineapple on pizza. I would agree. But uh, personally, I don't. I like I don't really eat it like I would eat it if it was on it I wouldn't waste pizza because any pizza is good pizza but um for pineapple on pizza I think my view is like whatever sure like why is it such a 
like a heated topic whenever there's other stuff on other things like the burgers and all this other stuff do whatever makes you happy there's almost like a, a snobbiness that we get around food and stuff yeah where you know like the whole stuff about coffee coffee's great i love coffee i'll drink coffee yeah. all day every day yeah. but i'm not going to spend more than five minutes making it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna <laughs> roast my own beans and grind my own beans and you know i'm gonna go to the shop and i'm gonna buy ground coffee because it's made in a mug and i drink it and 10 minutes later i finished it and i want some more you've now made an enemy <laughs> of all of the coffee club i'm sorry <laughs> with the words that just came out of your mouth you've lost like five subscribers <laughs> So sometimes you want to have yes. decent stuff. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time, you just want something quick. There's a, an 80-20 rule, I think, probably with this sort of stuff. It's like, I'm going to put in 80% of the effort to get decent coffee. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll not take instant. I'll take ground coffee. Yeah. I might I might be careful about the coffee that I buy. Yeah. But actually, yeah. is that, you know, with a product focus, is that actually what the most important thing is? Or are we actually wasting our time and effort on on a nitty gritty detail that actually doesn't meet the user's need, um, which is yeah. fill me with nice, tasty food? yeah no that is true i think like in terms of coffee and stuff like i would actually i'm quite a lazy like person for cooking and everything i got here recently got an instant pot and you just bung stuff in there and like put it on pressure cook and literally anything that you put in there it comes out tasting amazing so you're just, it doesn't really matter but the fact is it, it cooks while you're away from work and then you can come back and it's all made into a delicious you know mixture yeah. and i'm quite the same with coffee but with code, I would be like, I don't know, I wouldn't relate that at all with code. Sometimes if I see something that's out of place, I don't know, I feel like it's a little bit like, I hate using this analogy or this word or whatever, like for, because it's not OCD, but you know, like whenever you see something out of place and you're like, oh, I have to fix that or I don't feel right until that's fixed. I think it's like one of the things that Maddie says, there's Maddie Wilson, my team lead. He just wants the bring joy to the customer or something like that there a lot of times it can come down to oh no this isn't done the right way or whatever is happening or whatever but as long as like you know the end user is happy i think that's the biggest thing like they're getting what they want from their product it was really good bringing joy to the customer i like that but what what if what if they don't know what's good for them yeah that is the other thing what <laughs> they don't know what's good for them yeah i guess it has to be a bit of a mixture um and what they want might not always be the best thing and some things that we've run into is that what they've wanted in the past hasn't been what they now want in the future and they want to change the scope of some things and so that that requires a bit of reshuffling and you know especially some some new people who join their team may come out with a problem that a customer is having and be like oh why was this done that way in the past and the person was like oh i don't know it was because initially they they weren't as hands-on they just wanted a product um and now while they're more invested because the product's nearly finished and you know they have customer engagement they're a whole lot more hands-on and they have a whole lot more problems or you know small things that they want done differently sometimes Whoever's sponsoring this project or asking for this work, they assume they know what their users want or they assume they know what the problem is or they and it's only when they actually see something and get to feel it or touch it or, or see their users using it that they can sometimes start to understand to you know if what was going on or, or realise yeah. that actually they made all the wrong assumptions. Yeah. I, I think because it's not That is true as well. Yeah, it's not just the iterative or short kind of delivering small amounts regularly it's the mindset shift to well what is the problem we're trying to solve and why are we doing this and 
you know, do, what do we want to learn? Like, can we put something out to learn something to do something else? So that whole yeah. shift, do you know what I mean? Into understanding the problem space and having an experimentation culture. And that can be very, very different from a, oh, but we, did you, do you know, have you ever spoken to Yeah, oh, like, but oh, we've already covered this. Yeah. yeah. Or we know what our users want or we know that, and I'm like, but. Sometimes it's so hard as well until the end user starts using the product and then they know, you know, what they want as well. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's actually, you know, that makes me think about cargo culting. Like we, we end up doing agile because we think we need to deliver stuff every two weeks rather than doing it in a way that goes, I have an unanswered question that I need to find the solution to. So let me, let me throw an experiment out here. And then in two weeks time, I know what direction I need to take, um, which is, okay. you would argue almost the right way to do it. What they turn it around into is saying is, I'm going to manage you really closely by making sure that you deliver work for me every two weeks. And it looks the same. Yeah, a product focused agile and a management focused agile to the developers on the team it might look the same yeah. uh, at least in the short term but the the purpose is wrong and so yeah. we end up going from a, a self-organizing team who's learning about the customer into a mm-hmm. management driven team who who wants to track progress and yeah. points become a, a stick to beat you with oh right and do you think like the management side is coming from the client like them keeping track and make sure you're doing your work or is it on your own? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, team? I'm trying to think whether I've, I've actually had any kind of client-based work where the, the customer has come to me and said, I want to do this in an agile way. I'm not sure that I have actually, but certainly I think, you know, if, if you've got like a fixed cost project to deliver on, yeah. then agile will work very well for you uh, in a sense, because you can say at the outset, well, here's all my money. I'm just going to break this yep. all down into a set of tasks and I'm going to put them into two-week sprints and you're going to deliver those stories in those two-week sprints yep. and I'm going to get my money's worth, which which sort of leads you towards spreadsheets and, and kind of having all that work on a big spreadsheet. But it doesn't leave scope for discovering stuff. It doesn't leave scope for the idea that actually software development is a creative act. I'm doing something that's never yep. been done before and I yep. don't know what I'm going to build you at the end because actually you don't know what you want. Yeah. And that's the difference in that mindset again, being solution focused versus problem focused. And I think where a lot of agile kind of falls over is it's not really agile. It's just delivering like an agreed thing in yeah. like in drops, but in but, chunks. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, I've already agreed everything up front. I've signed off 200 yeah. stories in my backlog. I've scoped it all out. It's like, we, you're kind of just come back and they're like, what if you, you built your requirements registered? Exactly. Yeah. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the, the, I have an idea, but we'll, you know, we'll see how we work it out afterwards. It's like, nope, I know yeah. exactly the, the, all the stuff that needs to happen. And then I'll just say it updated. <laughs> I think the, the, the main differentiator for me or the bit that I think sometimes is when, when people think of just developers being in the team and talk about a scrum team as opposed to a product team, because a product team includes the designer and the product manager and and that's that holistic team is who's required to deliver and it's nice if they're all considered part of the team and they're all sitting together and they all as opposed to developers versus everyone else because that's where and maybe it's just I've been a bit traumatized from different places where you know where it's like them and us and the business and IT and it all gets very conflicting and I'm like no it's not it's all one team yeah no i've (laughs) i've seen that as well like sometimes that's just so destructive you see where people are like split off into different teams and they they think that they have their own you know contributions and stuff like that i think it's maybe just involve everybody in most of the rituals 
I don't think an exclusive attitude is the, probably the worst attitude to go about it because then someone's got obviously going to get annoyed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the most expensive part of any software company is the developers. They're the most highly paid people who are doing the work. And, and they're also, you know, very highly trained in kind of analytical thinking and to be able to spot problems and find solutions. So why would you take all of that hard work away from them and to say, there's a thing, go and deliver it. And, and if they're involved in the research, they'll come up with a much better solution. Do you know what I mean? They might conceptualize how, how would you solve this as opposed to just being handed a solution to deliver it. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I am a big fan of a full balanced team being involved in both the discovery and framing and also the delivery. Do you know what I mean? So that's my mind. Yeah. why you get a product team and everyone starts together. Everyone does research and then everyone delivers together. God, I just sound like a hippie. It's like a, a commune. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Thanks for listening, everybody. Find out more about us at instill.co.